Hi, this is Adam Bergman. On today's Adam Talks, I'm going to be talking about choosing the right entity for your new business. So as a former tax attorney, probably one of the more popular questions I received when talking to friends and colleagues was, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business, consulting firm. How should I set up the entity? Should I use a corp, LLC, sole proprietorship? How do I choose? What's best? What do I do? Okay, so now we're in January 2020. So I thought this was a great time to revisit this question because the new year's begun and a lot of people now are focused on potentially starting new businesses. So I wanted to provide all of you with some of the insight that uh, as a former tax attorney, I would share with my friends. So let me just briefly go through the most popular types of entities. So the first is the obvious one, the sole proprietor, which is actually not an entity, it's a default. If you're running a business and you're not established as a partnership LLC or any corporate entity, by default, you're a, you're a sole proprietor, meaning you file a Schedule C, attach your 1040, it's a business, it's, it's just not an entity. You're just operating under your name. So Adam Bergman, sole proprietor, and you purchase insurance, you have a website, uh, you can get a credit card in your name, you can do it doing business as, so Adam Bergman Consulting can be known as XYZ Consulting or Sunshine Consulting, and you operate your business. You have your website, you collect money, you take deductions for travel and the like, and everything's under Schedule C, and you, the net amount under Schedule C then gets reported on your 1040 subject to tax, Social Security, and FICA. So sole proprietors are great if you're just kind of doing um, consulting work or just very, uh, I think, passive forms. Well, not so much passive, but uh, maybe a side business, something that's not super active. And definitely a business with not a lot of risk, right? If you're uh, developing an uh, e-cigarette, you probably don't want to do a sole proprietor. Why? Because there's no limited liability protection. So God forbid there's an issue with your product, uh, you can be sued personally, and they can go after you personally. So being a sole proprietor, if money is not an issue and you could form an entity, whether you do it yourself online or you hire a lawyer or an accountant, it probably makes sense. So now number two, let's move to the second most popular type of entity. That's the limited liability company or LLC. And the LLC pretty much started in the 70s. I think Wyoming was the first state to recognize an LLC. And now it's the most popular type of entity, close to 90% percent plus of new businesses are limited liability companies. All 50 states, including the District of Columbia, recognize the LLC. And the LLC is a great form of an entity. You can form it yourself on a state website or, or by paper. Um, it's generally inexpensive, anywhere from 50 bucks all the way up to uh, 500 or so. Some states have annual fees, annual reporting fees. Some could be zero, some could be 50. Florida is about 140, California is an 800 minimum franchise fee. So depending on the state, there could be minimum requirements, uh, tax, and even uh, reporting like Texas, which is if you have less than a million in revenue, you do not owe any franchise tax, but you still have to file a report, franchise report. So each state has their own, their, their own requirements and rules, but overall from a federal tax standpoint, an LLC, think of it as a funnel, okay? You still are protected from limited liability. So if you own a business and God forbid the product is defective, 
um, as long as they can't pierce the corporate veil, there's no fraud, um, they can't go after you personally. They can't go after your, your house, they can't go after your dog, they can't take all your personal assets uh, and sue you. All they can do is sue the corporation or the LLC and only get what's in the LLC, the cash in the bank, assets of the LLC. They can't go after the owners personally. So that's why setting up an LLC is, I think, very attractive. As I mentioned, it's inexpensive. You're protected from a limited liability standpoint, but from a tax standpoint, the LLC is treated as basically a nothing. It's invisible. So it's visible from a corporate standpoint, right? Think of it as it's just a box. From a corporate standpoint, it's protected. You have limited liability protection, but from a tax standpoint, it's invisible. It doesn't pay tax. Okay, from a federal tax standpoint, an LLC does not pay tax. So what does that mean? The owners pay the tax. The individuals, the, the businesses, the trust, the retirement accounts, whoever the owner is, is subject to tax. So an LLC can be a single member LLC, meaning one owner, or it can be a multiple member LLC, two plus owners. Some states like Florida, if you have a single member LLC, your creditor protection isn't as protected or, or complete as it would if you were a partnership. Thus, sometimes it's beneficial, especially in Florida, to add someone, even if you give them 0.5%, uh, a 1%, could be a spouse, just to make that a partnership. A single member LLC is treated like a sole proprietorship from tax standpoint. It's filed on a Schedule C of your 1040. A partnership files a 1065 return. It's due March 15th. It's not, doesn't pay tax. Remember, the LLC has a funnel. It doesn't pay tax. It's protected from limited liability, but it doesn't pay tax. The owners pay tax. So if an LLC makes 100 bucks, the owners pay tax on the $100, um, not the LLC. Okay, and if you contrast that with a C corporation, think of a C corporation as a big box. A C corporation now under the Trump tax rules imposed a 21%. It used to be 35%. Now it's a 21% corporate tax. So if the corporation makes $100, pays $21 tax. And now all the remaining money, which is called retained earnings, that can be dividended up to the shareholders, and then the shareholders would pay tax on that dividend, whatever the dividend tax rate would be. So it has what's called two layers of tax. An LLC is one layer, right? The entity doesn't pay tax, just the owner, the member. Corporation, two layers. The corporation pays tax and the shareholder pays tax. And that's why it's called a double tax. Trump in 2017 and his Job Creation Act, Tax Act, he reduced the tax rate from 35 to 21. So the corporate rate uh, is not as, uh, as penalized, if, if you can say, as it used to be. Um, it's, it's definitely more palatable. And some people even have moved from an LLC to a corporation. Why would they do that? Well, if the LLC, if the individual owner on the LLC pays 35% tax rate, which is the highest tax rate, and doesn't want to pay tax on all that income, then he may want to do a C-Corp and pay 21% and ultimately figure out how he'll get that money out at a later point. There's something called an S-Corp, which is basically a C-Corp, but you do an S election. It's basically a piece of paper you file in, after so many days when the entity's filed and you elect to be an S-Corp. An S-Corp used to be more popular than an LLC, but now with LLCs uh, and the fact that they're more recognized, um, LLCs are a little bit more popular than S-Corps, but there's some reasons people do S-Corps. S-Corps is treated like an LLC. It's a 
entity that has the C corporation liability protection. So like a C corp, it's a big box. And just like an LLC, all three are protected from creditors. But like the LLC, an S corp doesn't pay corporate tax. On a federal standpoint, it's everything flows through to the shareholders. So C corp files a return on April 15th. And an S corp files actually March 15th like a partnership. And people like S corps, why? Mostly because S corps are a flow through, right? So the S corp doesn't pay any tax. The only tax that's due is on any retained earnings, dividend, well, any, in the case of an S corp, any of the flow through the owner of the S corp would pay tax on. So what people do, and the IRS has caught on to this over the last 10 or 15 years, it used to be done more um, commonly, is people would take very small W-2 salaries. And W-2 is how you get paid as an employee. That's the reporting. And W-2 is subject to Social Security and FICA, which can add you know, 10% or so to your, 8 to 10% to your salary. So people, what they do is if the company has three, 400 grand in, in revenues or profits, they'll take a $50,000 salary, pay Social Security and FICA on a small piece of their salary, and then everything else is taxed at the individual level, not subject to Social Security and FICA. So they're playing a game to save that Social Security and FICA tax. The IRS has caught on, and now they're watching it, and they set standards, and they look for under audit of what an S-Corp with a certain revenue, what the owner should take out of salary. So it's something to watch out for. But in any event, whether you do an LLC, a C-Corp, S-Corp, those are the three main types of entities. You can also do a general partnership or a professional corporation if you're a professional, like a, do a doctor, an attorney. So different states have different types of professional corps. But for the entrepreneur across the country, those are your choices. So the sole proprietor is great. If you're just doing kind of selling stuff on Amazon or eBay and not very active or just maybe tutoring or, or just doing some basic consulting, that works. But no limited liability protection. But it's free. You don't have to form an entity. LLCs are great because they're flow-throughs, no corporate tax, no entity tax, just an individual tax. You do have to pay a fee to set it up. You can do it yourself or you can hire a lawyer and accountant. And some states have minimum uh, annual filing fees or franchise fees or returns. Uh, a single member LLC files Schedule C, so no separate tax return. If you do a partnership, which in most states or a lot of states will give you better creditor protection because in some states like Florida, single member LLCs aren't fully protected for creditors. So you would give a spouse or someone else a small percentage, make it a partnership, file 1065 on March 15th. No tax due at the partnership level, but a return is due. Or you can do a C-Corp and lock in a 21% rate, but you've got to think about state taxes, like Florida's intangible taxes, and other states may add some tax to that corporate federal level. Um, and then the, obviously the C-Corp gives you good corporate uh, liability protection. There is corporate formalities. You need to have bylaws, annual meetings, resolutions. It's definitely more formal than an LLC. LLCs, there's no requirement for stock. In fact, it's really not stock. It's interest or units. You don't need annual member, annual meetings, and less corporate formality. You still have the corporate limit of liability protection like a C-Corp. And then you can do the S-Corp, which obviously gives you kind of the best of both worlds. You have the LLC flow through tax treatment. You have the C-Corp limit of liability protection. Um, it, does have, it does have to follow an 1120S uh, as well March, on March 15th, C-Corp by April 15th. Um, but there's no corporate level tax. And then you can try to take, minimize your W-2 to reduce Social Security and FICA. 
those are your options. I'm a believer of money's not an issue and you can spend a couple hundred bucks a year, get an entity. It's always good to be protected. What state do you form it in? That's the next question. Uh, that's subject for another podcast, but basically you can form in the state you're in. Some states, Delaware, Wyoming, Nevada, um, better, I guess, privacy laws, harder to find out who the owners are, but the federal government's cracking down the states because of terrorism and they're trying to make it more um, public and more visible in terms of ownership. Um, Delaware, for larger corps, most public companies are, are, are Delaware corps, more established corp laws. But for small businesses, form it where you are. If you're in Texas or Maine or New Hampshire, you can form it there. Uh, California, New York, the high state taxes are very, very, very serious about state taxation. So if you live in California, they're not going to let you form the entity in Utah or Nevada and just never pay California tax. They're not stupid. They're going to tax you on the source of the income. So if you're in California, even if the business is Nevada, they're going to want you to register the business in California and pay franchise fees. Okay, they'll look at Nexus, California and, and, and New York, especially with the internet, uh, the new South Dakota Wayfair case, they're crazy with Nexus. Basically, if you're selling into a state on the internet and you pass a certain amount of transactions, even if you're not physically present, you're gonna owe state sales tax, uh, state income tax. So be careful uh, about that. But anyway, I think it's great to form an entity. I'm a big LLC guy. I think LLC is great for almost everyone. Um, in some cases, C-Corps do work if you don't want that flow through. If you want losses and you're a new business, do an LLC or S-Corp because the losses will flow through. C-Corps will block the losses. You'll have NOLs to use going forward, but you can offset ordinary income. Most real estate deals are LLCs. Um, LLCs, like I said, 90 plus percent of all new entities are LLCs. So I, that's where I would go, um, or an S-Corp. C-Corps could work. For example, our trust company, we have to be a corp, so we're a C-Corp. Uh, or if you're going to do a public company, or if you are going to uh, potentially go public, uh, a C-Corp generally is the way to go. Some venture capital firms want C-Corps because they don't want flow through and losses. But overall, LLCs are the way to go. If you are looking for investors from across the country or foreign investors, you may want to go Delaware because some people feel more comfortable with Delaware, but you're still going to have to register that LLC to do business in the state you are operating in. So you could form in Delaware, but if you're doing your business in New York, New Jersey, and Texas, you're gonna to have to register to do business in those states. So overall, I hope you found the podcast helpful, uh, insightful. Uh, I get this question a lot. Uh, I think setting up an entity is helpful. I would do the LLC in most cases. Um, costs are minimal, a couple hundred bucks a year. I think it's worth it to get limited liability protection. Check with your state you're in because you may wanna give someone small ownership to be treated as a partnership. You do have to follow 1065, no taxes due, but you will have better creditor protection, which is obviously super important to all of us. Adam Bergman, Irish Financial. Hope you found the podcast helpful, insightful, and until next time, thanks.